nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. And need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Taking a robotic bloodhound, fully employed bruiser. A story with no plot. Sixty-nine. If you are tuning in, this is the sixty. Ninth episode. It looks fucking ridiculous in my room right now. I have a bunch of white and black balloons, and I have two enormous uh, bl- numbered balloons, numbered six and also numbered nine. Uh, we are joined along, of course, the always fabulous EJ Reyes. EJ, thank you for being the 69th guest. Even uh, even requested it. He Absolutely. Was like, I must have it. <laughs> I did. I said, I, "This is this is mine." I'm. I'm refusing to be on another podcast until it's 69. That is, uh, that is the fucking best. I love that you went all out for this. Cause I, uh, I like forgot about it for a second. And then today I was like, I should do a lot of like 69 research and I didn't do any of it. <laughs> I was oh, like, I, I didn't fucking look up anything. I was like, don't you worry. I don't know any, what you got a, you got a bunch of stuff or what? I, I did look up some things. I did look up some, let's things. go, dude. I also love that you're repping, uh, repping the merch. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I mean, okay, I got 69. Well, I didn't get, I got $69 worth of balloons. Uh, so, I mean, we're absolutely going to be taking a picture afterwards. So I oh, for sure. Might as well rep, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I fucking love it. All right, give me like two more seconds. I it's all good. I'm almost ready. Trying to, you know, it is, uh, this is still Friday of March Madness. First it weekend. is. And still actually, got 16 games. Well, not left, but. We got games today, so you got to put those on. That's gotta totally fine. Them. I'm actually going to tell me what game you put on. And I'll put on a different one. Deal. Uh, let's see. What do we have going? I This is not even loading because it's still saying that Chattanooga and Illinois is uh, playing right now, and they just ended. So. Do, 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 do. I was about to say, I've, I've had some experiences recently. I got I to gotta update you on those as well. Ooh, so. holy shit. Mm, I'm going to do Iowa State and LSU. Okay. I don't believe that Arizona is actually going to lose this one. Um, so then let that's me the see only, if... I think that's the only one on right now until it might be. 740. So we'll get UAB in Houston, and that one is going to be an absolute must. I have Houston going all the way in one of my brackets. You have Houston going all the way? I do. They were nice. a Final Four team last year. They brought back. Uh, they have a lot of their their people back. Uh, most of the team actually. See, that's a pick I like. Haven't heard very consistently. No. I've heard of a lot of people picked Kentucky. Yeah. A lot of people. So many people picked Kentucky, and I just I knew that. Um, oh, that's not gonna stay. I knew that. Uh, I was gonna say if you want to put a pillow a or lot something. Of people were in the brackets. We're gonna be picking. You know the the usual picks. The so. huge. I usually, uh, I since there's only one game on, I ended yeah. up wrestling on. Beautiful. I usually try and get uh, someone that I believe can do it, uh, that I don't believe a lot of other people are going to are get. Are going to pick. Because then I can have a little bit more fun with, um, although I didn't, I'm, I'm still pissed. The two that I submitted in our ESPN um, bracket challenge. I didn't go with as many upsets as I had originally planned on going with. Sure. Um, like I was just telling you, uh, I was going to pick Chattanooga over Illinois. However, I did pick Colgate over Wisconsin. So okay. I picked, we'll I picked Wisconsin, dude. I love, I love, uh, I love Wisconsin. I got to see their campus, uh, before my senior year, not for 
any like, like your senior year of high school yeah oh, okay as i say like not not for like uh an official visit like it was just literally i was with like my aunt out there and some cousins and we just went and saw the campus it was fucking sick wisconsin was dope as shit and i'm like i love cheering them on whenever because of that but yeah. did you uh did you pick state uh, I did pick state. I did. And I, in one of my brackets, I had, uh, again, not one of the ones that I submitted, but I had state and then I had Vermont beating um, Arkansas, Arkansas, which was pretty close last night. It was a, they gave them a really, really good game, which gives me a lot of hope for the Aggies because I, watching, watching Vermont, um, I feel like the Aggies are going to match up fairly similarly to yeah. Vermont. Um, with arkansas so i don't know we'll see i uh i'm pumped for (coughs) i'm pumped for that game um because i think that i don't think that arkansas is worse than connecticut that's that's not the but like i think we match up better against arkansas than we did with connecticut that's just the way i feel and i don't know anything about basketball i i like to yell and i like to argue with the ref so like that's fun but i just think that like they were a defensive team arkansas is not shouldn't say they're not defensive but they go a lot more like fast pace and i think we match up better against them personally yeah i would agree with that yeah i uh i'm fucking pumped that uh that's the coolest thing is that in our lifetime we got to watch the aggies uh end a 57 year bowl drought Mm -hmm. win the arizona bowl and then we watched a 29 year uh drought come to an end um for winning a basketball game or tournament game which yeah. is fucking sick it's wild that was uh before yeah before our, both of our lifetimes yeah 93 93 that's insane was 94 it's crazy i uh i was 96 when's when's your oh no your birthday's in march nope nope february. february i knew that yep february what 24th got it yeah okay i knew that um i swear i knew that i'm really upset though because uh i always work on saturdays and there's no fucking way i'm getting off tomorrow mm. and the game is at 6 40 which is like prime dinner rush because you know the sun sets yep. at 7 17 we're a uh tomorrow and we are a uh, rooftop restaurant we've got tons of heaters so you yeah. know it's gonna pop off for sunset weird people are gonna gonna want to eat dinner on a rooftop yeah, <laughs> like, with no that's fucking a, tvs yeah dude that's it's tough. Gonna, it's gonna be, I'm going to have it in. I'm probably going to wear my hair down so that I can have an AirPod in mm. and have the audio going. There you go. And then pull it out to watch because there's no way I'm not watching or at least listening to that. I Smart. have to be tuned in. Smart. <laughs> so we just got back from Vegas. We did. Tell, tell me your like highlights of Vegas. Like what what was it like? like you were like, fuck, this was cool. This sucked. Or like. Tell enlighten me on your Vegas trip because we got to hang out quite a bit, we but we weren't together the entire time. Yeah, um, I mean, one of my, I think one of my favorite, well, my two favorite moments were um, just seeing Circa. Circa is fucking sweet. So sick, so sick. Yes. Um, you know, watching while you were down at the at the sports book down downstairs, and we were up uh, getting a burger upstairs, just watching that massive screen of yep. all of the games. And then, uh, and then Stadium Swim was just it's unmatched. It, it was so sweet. The only complaint I had was the the temperature of the water. I think the temperature of the water, if it were like a month early, like uh, February or whatever, it would have been sweet. Even a day earlier. Oh yeah, I the day before on, was on chilly. Thursday, wasn't it? it was like a high of like fifty or something like that. I was about to say I wasn't there during the day on Thursday, but oh, yeah, you're, you're yeah I was about to say that like yeah, you're right. A day earlier would have been a lot better. 
the water was a little warm. I was telling Checo, I was like, that would have been an electric atmosphere to watch the Super Bowl. Like, heated pool, chilling out, having drinks, and just fucking, oh, my God. That would have been so sick. So much fun. How much do you think that cabana was during Super Bowl? No no less than $5,000 minimum, right? For Super Bowl? Yeah, easy. Easy five grand. And ours was, our min was 1000 right? Mm-hmm. I was about to say. And we got it for the entire day. That was fucking beautiful. Yeah, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Like, who's showing up at 8 a.m.? Who knows? But 11, or 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., yeah. Which really, <coughs> I mean, it's great when you have a, a minimum and you have a bunch of people who can come and, like, contribute. Sure. But that can be fucking dangerous. Yeah. Imagine getting a cabana and actually spending, like, right now, let's say, for either this first Thursday, first Friday, or even tomorrow and Sunday for this first weekend of games where you literally Dude. have games from, like, 10 a.m. until almost midnight. Honestly, the Thursday would have been fucking oh incredible. The Thursday would be so sweet because it's not that people wouldn't be there but it's got to be a lot cheaper than like saturday i would think well i mean sunday is probably your cheapest just because people are going home and or there's not as many games so sunday is probably the cheapest option but that thursday has got to be fucking incredible yeah well and i mean most importantly there's just so much basketball that you can like that's that's the (sighs) best way to watch it yeah because otherwise i don't know if you saw or if anyone else who follows me saw my posts about my setup for for watching yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my home setup and then the setup that we did at my parents house for dinner um, and the Aggie game but I mean obviously sitting in a pool with servers uh, cabana yeah alcohol just flowing and then giant screens to watch all four of those games at one time oh, incredible that's how you do it oh that's how it's absolutely it. how you do it when you have money yeah no <laughs> shit dude <laughs> I uh also like um you know, worldwide audience. I know our, our servers from the poor listening. Uh, really great service. I, oh yeah. I'm I'm not like uh, that sounds weird because I always feel like shocked when I get great service. Um, and it's not talking shit about the service industry. It it like we've talked before, right? Mm-hmm. Super tough right now. So I get when people are stressed out, and I try to over tip because of that. But I was I was really impressed. I, I was I felt you know like they all genuinely are trying and. I feel like we probably had too much service at one point. It felt yeah. like we had like eight people serving oh, yeah. us, but I mean, it's so cool. Like everyone was super nice. Everyone's like, I, I thought it was interesting that like we had our cabana, we were in the pool and like they would go to our cabana to get our drinks to bring to us. Like, I don't know why I was like impressed by that, but great service, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was really cool. Um, I think my second favorite moment <laughs> And Kira tweeted about this uh, uh, shortly after. Um, there was a tweet that was like, seeing a BBL in real life makes me never want a BBL. BBL. Brazilian butt lift. Ooh. And yeah. do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. It was like kind of, it just looked unnatural. It didn't move yeah. properly. It just kind of sat there. And yeah. As a butt guy myself, I was about to say you're guys, but sure, but you're you're a, a butt man though. I'm I am a butt man. I love yeah. I love a good butt, and that was just, regardless yeah. of like gender, right? Um, when you see someone who's got a nice ass, it's like a lot of respect. Like, oh, yeah. you can work for a nice ass, and when you see someone's like been put in the work, it's like good for 100%. you. And that's like, I um, women 
are different because they have wider hips. Sure. Um, and so, gen- and obviously not all women are the same either. Sure. Um, but generally, wider hips, they can get a rounder butt. Um, yeah. It's more natural. Um, for men, however, to see like an actual like round, like they've been working on their been adductors and, and abductors and shit, like... When you know they've got the full glute package and yep. it's just a uh, yeah, – oh, that's – that's. I love the memes the online that's like, you know, I started working out because I thought it would get me more girls. And it's like all it did was get me more guys asking my routines. <laughs> <laughs> I was yes. like – I it's so true, dude, because I throw out so many compliments to dudes. I'm like I, – I think that's just in general, right? Like I'm, I'm a big um, – you know, just – I like to throw out compliments to everyone. I really do because – you never know. Well, you never, you never know when it's going to change their day. Yeah, you never – like, because that's the thing, man. Like, even – so we did the roast battle on Wednesday. We could talk about that in a little bit. But, like, when someone has, like, really well-crafted jokes, I feel obliged and, like, I'm not I'm not a great comedian. It's not like it, my words mean anything. But even just, like, a Joe Schmo going up to you and just like, dude, hey, you were on it. Like, that's such a cool – because – you never know. And like, it's, it's nice to see like, or, or to be appreciated for your work, you know, absolutely the work that you've put in. Yeah. And like, so when I see like anyone, right. I, when it comes to like fitness and stuff and like, I need to get back into the gym, but the, uh, when it comes to like getting motivated, I follow more women for like fitness stuff. One, obviously they're attractive Two, It is way harder. In my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's way harder for women to stay in shape than it is for men, especially like cardio, trying to keep fat off, building muscle. Like when you see a fit chick and it's like, yeah, she has done the extra work. She's been disciplined and she also didn't give a fuck what anyone else thinks, but she's still doing it. It's like that. That's inspiring to me. It truly Hell is. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. I, I follow them before guys, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of funny um, <clears throat> going back to talking or complimenting about a guy's routine or whatever um i think that's one of my favorite comments on uh, gay twitter as well <laughs> it's like the that's like your bre- your badge of honor is when a, a, you as a as a muscle gay get asked by all the straight guys like yo what's your routine <laughs> and it's like it's not like like it's the it's the kind of like built ish straight guys who yeah. are like holy fuck you yeah. look twice as good as I could ever look. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Give me, give me the answer. Do you, do you feel to some extent? And like, I say this, I, fi- I say this very casually and very jokingly. Do you feel like there's uh there, like there's a secret rivalry amongst like straight and uh, gay, gay guys, like in terms of fit or like working out or anything like fit goals and stuff like that? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know that rivalry is probably a harsh term. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that there are some straight guys who look at gay guys and uh, are just like hateful. Yeah. Because they're like, probably, you know, and it it can lead to homophobia or whatever, whatever it is, but um, that are just like looking at them like, you know, just a waste of a man or what, like whatever the fuck you want to say. Sure. Um, But in terms of, rivalry there is definitely within the gay community a big fitness culture um you know the gays we like as a as a joke for our community we typically 
you know, like to pretend like we're all just fucking put together. We all do our skincare routine. We all eat healthy. We all drink all of our water. Like we, you know, we're the, we're the true metrosexual as they were. We care about our bodies. We care about what we look like. Um, partially because we're doing it for ourselves. I would hope a lot of them, most of them are, but definitely, um, for other people, it is 100% for the looks because we are men who appreciate how men look and so obviously you know if you want to get the hottest men then you want to look as hot as you can i guess so there's uh definitely that that element of uh of extra competition perhaps that i've felt in the gay community and being on like gay social media versus straight social media all you dudes just want to talk about sports and fucking sitting on the couch and wrestling each other and riding time and shit yeah uh so ej walked in while i was watching wrestling and uh you know i enjoy wrestling i've enjoyed it for years i actually started so i started wrestling when i was three. also i do also enjoy wrestling fuck yeah just not hey. um official wrestling see like everyone's all oh do the fucking like singles are gay dude i always remember that growing up singles are gay dude it's they're like, very gay here's the thing when wrestling started they didn't wear anything you know what <laughs> like so bring we that bitch <laughs> back <laughs> but, that needs yeah, to be a only, rule again God it's damn. the only uh yeah it's the only sport that you can't wear throwbacks <laughs> like, <laughs> like come on come on but like that, that happened but, but like that's the that's the funny part is like yeah in, in greece and you know when uh wrestling started like they didn't wear anything yeah. I'm like, it is what it is. They but were also fucking each other in the bathroom. They honestly probably were. There's, there's had to have been a lot of that going and on. And I mean like the bath, like bathhouse, like sure. bathroom. Sure. Right. Historically accurate, right? Yeah. We are, we want to be a historically accurate podcast. Absolutely. The, um, there had, there on it, there truly had to be a lot of that going on, but it's just one of the most incredible sports ever. Like, I think it, there's so much to like the competition aspect, like, the only objective of the sport is the other person. Like you have to physically dominate another person, mm-hmm. and it's it's incredible. Yeah, like, you, I'm, like, making this, I'm making yourself? this gayer, dude. Are you I'm like, hearing yourself right now. I'm like, it's gay, dude. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not fucking gay at all, bro. Like it's just two men. They used to be naked. I never but now claimed that not, it wasn't so, like, gay. <laughs> I never claimed that it wasn't gay. I just claimed that True. I love it. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, like, fair enough. Fair my point fair was just that I love enough. the sport. The sport has been great to me. Yeah. It's a fucking gay sport. Honestly, and that's okay. It's okay. It's, it's like totally fine. The thing that okay, the thing that I find the most unfair about wrestling, so basketball, football, baseball, whatever, you're not going the entire time. Basketball is a lot closer, right? There's a lot more yeah. cardio, and usually they have like a second to debrief from the game, right? They have a second, then the announce, like the commentator, whoever brings a guy, like a guy aside, but usually they've had a break between the action. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, they go for seven straight minutes in college. Set, yes, seven consecutive minutes, not straight. I'm not using straight for anything for wrestling anymore. Uh, seven consecutive minutes. They come off the mat. They move <laughs> off the mat. <laughs> they walk, walk off the mat. Yes. There we go. And the announcer is right in their face with a microphone. And these guys can't even breathe. It's the most unfair thing to watch. And like, 
everyone's like, oh, wrestlers are stupid. It's like, uh, no, motherfucker, he's gassed. He can't yeah. think right now. He's just in a warrior mindset. And he, like the only things that he can think are just basic words. I wrestle good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was bad. I he, was good. He he tough opponent, but me better. Like, that's, yeah, he, you're going to sound <laughs> stupid. Uh, I, uh, I work hard. Uh, lots of practice. I was going to say, yeah, just, exactly. Uh, <laughs> You know, I grind yeah better every day. I come in his mindset. You know, and I, I I actually think coming off the mat was the best way because it's it's like um, if you've ever ever tried to have a conversation with a man after he nuts after a long session, oh, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. They've I, been fighting for their life for the last seven minutes to try yeah. not to come for the f- last hold uh, holding that see, shit six back. minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, you know fighting for their life and then you try and have a conversation it's not gonna happen so this is a great segue i haven't had a conversation with another dude after having sex this is fair but i am said dude (laughs) like i do know i do do know know afterwards i'm like wow i uh i can't even think properly like i do understand exactly what you're saying so like if a girl got off and she just came straight up to you and she was like all right, now how was that? I need a debrief. Like, uh, but, you know, I, I was in, and it, you know, I, I, I gave it my all. I was, I was out there, and uh, you know, it was a performance of a, fuck, like that. And, and like, what do you have to say about being here? Like, how'd you get here? What was your? Tell me a little bit about the story. How long it took. You know, to I get didn't here. think, I didn't think that she wanted it, and it turns out she did. And uh, part, part of me now is thinking that it was her idea. Uh, I gotta say. Five minutes ago, she was much hotter. Right now, I'm, I'm really worried about what's going on. <laughs> like, that post of clarity do <laughs> oh, hate you differently. Post clarity, for sure. For sure. So, Sunday, not this last Sunday, the Sunday before, uh, broke a little bit of a dry spell. Not my longest dry spell, but a little bit of a dry spell. Uh, it was the first time that uh, – it's not even the first time. Just in general, the, sec- the second and only two times that I've ever tried to speed up the process – Cause usually that's not the case. Usually it's yeah. like, fuck, don't nut, don't nut, yeah. don't nut. Like trying not to nut is most of sex in yeah. my opinion. Right. Fair. And then this one, I was just like, fuck, like I need, I need to like speed this up. Cause she was doing the most. It was not anything of her, her problem, but I was just like, all right, I need to, I need to figure this out. And afterwards, this is still one of the weirdest things I've, oh, I've wait, experienced just for clarity. Yep. Do you mean she was giving it her all and you yes. just couldn't come? Or you were trying to just like come to get it over with? Come to get it over with because I felt like I was like taking too long at one point. Gotcha. Um, again, I'm not usually there. Uh, again, usually it's the opposite, right? Your timer hit eight minutes. Yes. And you're like, I am five minutes late. My yeah, like goodness, let's, let's get I, this going. I feel like when people... The, the lyric of Justin Bieber is like, make love all night. Like, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. It's exhausting. It is. I, I think like, I think like 12 to 15 minutes is like prime. Good amount of time. Oh, God. I feel so, like. That's such a straight man thing to say. I just feel like sex you, for so know? long is such a, a <clears throat> like too much. Okay. What do you consider sex? Uh, I, okay, so penetration, right? Okay. When I when I'm talking about like the foreplay and like the building up and like all that, that's fun. That can last as lo- like that could be an hour for all I care. I really don't. But actual like penetration, it's like, ah, dude, that's it's a long time. That's a long amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So like the foreplay and all the fun before that, 
Because like, like sex is sex, whether it's oral sex. True. Vaginal. That's true. So like, maybe maybe my clarification isn't. Pen, I, okay. You're literally just talking about with your penis inside of another. Yeah. Thing. Ve- penetration should not last more than 15 minutes. In my humblest of opinions. Yeah. Okay. That's the way I feel. Fair enough. Um. So Sunday, again, not this last Sunday, Sunday before. Um. This girl, we finish up, and one of the weirdest things, because I was like, I don't know if this is a compliment. I don't know if this is an insult. Uh, she tells me, don't take this the wrong way, which I, which is already a bad start, right? Like, I've never I've never said something and gone, don't, don't take this the wrong way and follow it up with a compliment, right? Yeah. Like, it's always a bad thing. So maybe that gives me my answer. But she was like, don't take this the wrong way, but that was way better than I thought it would be. And I'm like okay like how bad did you think this would be like was this a chore like is like what is going on why was that the the thought process i was like jesus dude like what what part about it like what part about me just like you should have given her the put uh, it on her right yeah, like you should like, you should have given her the post nut interview yeah. uh what? what what about me made you say that i <laughs> You know, when when you were uh, when you were looking at the tapes, when you were uh, yeah, you know, when you were studying the film, like yeah. what, what what went wrong? Yeah. Like what why? what happened? We, yeah. we we need to know what at what moment did you say? You know what? This is going differently than I expected. Yeah, and and what was like? Wow, like what was the shocking? How do I replicate that? Yeah, like yeah, I would that, like to know. That's what I need to know for for future studies. reference. Yeah, I uh, also like I think the thing that shocks girls mostly it's like. I understand the that, shocker. like, sex... Huh? The shocker. No, 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 no. <laughs> just kidding. I think what surprises girls the most is that I'm very willing to put in, like, the groundwork. I'm not like, let's get it in, let's get it done. Like, I'm, I really am not. I did just say, like, I was trying to, like, come to make it faster. But I'm very willing to be like, I'll go down on you for a sufficient amount of time to make this, like, worthwhile. Because I feel like every girl that's ever talked to like fuck dude like i never got mine and the guy just fell asleep right after yeah right so been there maybe that <laughs> both sides actually both yeah sides. you're like actually yes <laughs> but like i'm willing to like do that and i don't think that most girls uh think that's like gonna happen especially for a hookup because i i will say that i am very similar in a hookup um and I will get not into it pretty quickly. Mm. Like if it's, uh, if it's just, if my hand would have been, if my hand not setting this up, uh, you know, two minutes and I'm done moving on with my day, mm-hmm. if that would have been better than what I'm, where I'm currently at, mm-hmm. then, uh, usually chalk that up to a waste of time. Let's come real quick and get the fuck out. Yeah. Deuces. Yeah. But, uh, when you have good sexual chemistry, even oh, with dude. a hookup and those are the ones that you like ideal situation is someone who you don't necessarily like to hang out with. Um, you know, maybe you're friends and like you can hang out and be, you know, friends and everything. Um, but someone who truly is just your sex partner, just your hookup buddy. Yeah. Like just that friends with benefits very rarely hangs out like can, if it's like a thing, but for the most part, like, you know what it's about. You show up, you do the deed, but you have fun with it. You've got the sexual chemistry. So it's not like 20 minutes in and out. Like if you've got the time, sure, you'll spend three hours doing it. And then True. 
maybe cuddle for a smidge, but you're gone and there's no questions. There's no responsibility. There's no extra feelings. It's just the pure act of enjoying sex with another person. It's great. Must, I mean, it sounds fantastic. I couldn't tell you from, yeah, I was about to say, I couldn't tell you from experience, but it does sound enjoyable, right? Like, I don't think there's anyone that's like listening. It's like, like, no, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, like, I would hope that uh, those of you who are in relationships, like, which actually this gets to another point. But anyway, um, those of you who are in relationships, I would hope that your partner is that in as much of a way as it possibly can be. And if it's if your partner is not that, then um, and I was talking to Ray about this on our trip up to Wolf Creek for my birthday, um, you know, in the. In the queer community, um, sexual satisfaction is, um, and definitely in the gay community, um, is understood to be a very important part of any relationship. And because there's, again, in the gay community, because there's no um, direct proliferation of children from your sex, um, there doesn't have to be as much of that genealogic uh, chemistry and connection with your partner that you're setting up for life or whatever. Sure. Um, with, and so if you're in a relationship and you're not, um, sexually satisfied, like it should be, I think we're moving to it being more acceptable to open up and, you know, experiment with some things. And the, a lot of the sexual taboos of like threesomes, open relationships, a lot of that stuff while, Still, I'm sure a majority of the listeners would not necessarily be open to that. But if you've ever been in a really good relationship where, you know, you really feel like that person is, you know, your best friend, um, but the sexual side of things isn't there, it's something that's really important to me. And, you know, if if they're not willing to mutually seek out that sexual satisfaction for both of us because we both want us to be happy then, you know, I don't usually see any continuation in that relationship. Um, Just because I know, like, for myself, that is such a huge part of any good relationship and long-term relationship. Do you think that, like, I'm trying to to formulate this question uh, the best I can. Do you think... I'll just make it a statement. I guess it's not even a question. I feel like a lot of people are very quick to say that they are open to something or like, Oh, that, that doesn't bother me that people do that. Like, that's totally fine. Or like, you know, no, no judgment on this. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But then it like pops up in their own life. And it's like, Whoa, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the, the thought of this happening or whatever. Right. I, f- so for like, and this is like not even a sexual, um, just a societal, whatever. But I do remember asking a group of girls, uh, Kira was a part of said group of girls, but I was like, do you think that it's weird if a woman proposes to a man? And everybody in the group was like, no, absolutely not. Like, you know, feminist and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But I was like, would you ever propose? And everyone unanimously goes, oh, no, not not at all. Right. It's like, I, I think it's weird to say like, you support something, yet you're completely uncomfortable with it. I but may, but that exists. It does, and um, I don't know. So I guess 
there's there's a couple ways to take that um, as a positive or a negative. Um, you know, to me as a positive and speaking socially mostly, which dives into political a little bit, but I'm not going there. Um, I would much rather you be accepting of whatever it is and not be uncomfortable by the thought of it and, you know, having a conversation about it. But the second that it uh, comes on to you and affects you, that that's not, you're not interested because that is individuality. I like something and they don't, and that's okay. They like something and I don't, and that's okay. Everyone's okay. They can do their own thing, whatever floats their boat. Cool. Um, I guess it's a little bit different if like, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I guess like, have you ever seen the video of like breaking down consent? Like, and it's like asking someone if they want a cup of tea. No. And you have, oh, that. dude, it's a, it's a funny fucking video. It's so good. I'll, I'll show you for sure. Okay. It, it's like a minute 30 and it's like, essentially it's like, uh, it's like, let's, let's talk about consent. Like it's a cup of tea. You know, if you ask somebody, Hey, would you like a cup of tea? And they go, fuck yeah, I would love a cup of tea. You just give them that cup of tea. And that would be the, that would be it. Yeah. But then if you ask someone, like, hey, do you want a cup of tea? And they're like, nah, I'm all right. And you go, well, what, what the fuck? You, yeah, you you just wanted a cup of tea yesterday. Why don't you want a cup of tea today, right? It's like it's like breaking down consent. It's like you also wouldn't pour a cup of tea down someone's throat while they're sleeping. Like, yeah. You start, like, breaking down, like, consent the same way you would ask someone if they want a cup of tea. So, like, let's break that down. I guess my question is is stupid when I think of it this way. If you like raisins, I fucking hate raisins. But if you like raisins, it doesn't bother me if you eat raisins. Yeah. You eat raisins in front of me. I may say, nah, like, not a huge fan of raisins. I may just do it as a conversation piece. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't bother me that you like raisins. Yeah. So I guess it's completely fine to not agree. Like, I don't like that, but it's okay if you do. So I guess that answers my own question. When you break it down to, like, a super simple form, it's completely fair to agree. Like, totally fine if you enjoy it. I don't. And it's all good. Until you get, until you bring in the political aspect, because, oh, dude. and so the reason the reason I'm going here for for this brief moment sure. is, um, you know, I in my own experience um, as a <clears throat> as a gay man, um, I know, is you know there are a lot of people who are that way that uh, are okay with you know they say they're okay with you being gay and um you know it doesn't bother them all that kind of stuff and then there comes a point um well so i had a my um what are they called the dorm guard people ra ra that's the one there you go dorm guard dorm guard that sounds way cooler (laughs) uh yeah that does sound pretty keeper keeper of the dorms yeah Oh, that's even Keeper better. of the dorm that's sounds pretty better. fucking sweet. Um, so my RA, uh, and I hope she hears this. Um, Worldwide audience, she probably absolutely. will. Shout out. Yeah. Um, she and I were like really good friends. Um, we got to be really good friends. And I was gathering that she uh, had an interest in me, mm. and I did not. And I wasn't like fully out. Um, eventually... Uh, it went to a point where I was like, I think she like tried to kiss me or something. And I was like, eh, no, sorry. And I just told her, came out to her. Um, and after that, we didn't really talk. Mm. And then um, I got a boyfriend. Um, I think it was like a year later 
um, she called me and said that she needed to talk to me. Um, and I was like, yeah, what's up? And uh, she just went on this long rant about how, you know, she's okay with me being gay, but what she's not okay with is the fact that we won't be able to spend an eternity in heaven together. (laughs) So she was okay with me being gay, but she was upset because I had a boyfriend and I was having sex. And so I was, I was committing, I was committing an ultimate sin and I would burn in hell forever. There's so much to that, right? Um, I still like, I still believe, I still believe that, you know, I, I, I think Christianity in a pure form can be good I, I think it can be right um i mean i will yeah growing up catholic um you take the man out of of religion and sure you can i think you, you take i think you take religion out of like the love right because yeah. like there's there's a well, lot that for sure that like because it, it's a lot of the the discipline or like whatever you want to call it but the the religion of the whole thing of where, you know, there's all these steps to get into heaven when they claim that it's, you know, by love of Jesus, his work, not yours. But yet you have to repent. You have to say these hell Mary. You have like, you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that part's weird to me. The other part is how uh, I always say like uh, what frustrates me. And like I, I lean conservative. Just put that out there, whether people agree with me or not. But. The thing that frustrates me about conservatives is how much they play that like Jesus would love their side more than the other. And it's like, first off, I don't think Jesus would love America whatsoever. One bit. I don't think he would. I don't think <laughs> Jesus wants a bunch of fucking fourth graders walking around with guns capping their fucking schoolmates off. And then the adults in the room saying, you know what? We need more. <laughs> not even not even that but saying let's go brandon right <laughs> you know, i watched a I, I saw a clip the other day and it was of a wrestling tournament and these kids are like i'm talking like 10 there's a kid who had a let's go brandon singlet, singlet? On. Oh my by God. the way i and just as a as a statement in general right i'm a big fan like the thing that bothers me is when people take their political side way too seriously mm-hmm. donald trump was funny some shit that biden says is funny it's fucking hilarious there's they're old men saying shit they shouldn't say like oh absolutely that's funny shit so but like the the whole let's go brandon how that came to be is funny it's hilarious it's funny to me so like for people who'd be like it's so disrespectful it's all it's like okay is there some moments where it's disrespectful absolutely is there some moments where it's just fucking funny yes do i think it's appropriate to put that on your child singlet at a wrestling tournament no yeah stop you know what i mean so i don't know the back to like the entirety of like christianity like the fact that like she would stop like if if you're a pure christian at heart right or if like you you have like the the purity of jesus and not necessarily the religion right like i was trying to say Mm -hmm. and she stopped hanging out with you because of that then she's so hypocritical and that's that's the that's the majority of it so i i don't know i I get so flustered with a lot of that stuff because like I, again, I still believe that stuff, but I would want people to know me as someone that they want to be around and enjoy my presence opposed to like, God, guy fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like that consistently is so much worse for whatever you're trying to promote. 
and I hate thinking of religion as like promotion or it's like 100 percent promotion it is, it is though right like but that we're like I don't mean to put that in the same vein though like there's some yeah. other stuff right that they're truly is promoting or whatever it's like why why is that the step you're taking though like wouldn't you want to be around people more like yeah. I I love being around people and I love seeing different sides of everything to gain that perspective because how do you know anything about anyone without being around them? Yeah. Well, I, and that's what I appreciate about first off America as the giant melting pot um, and like culturally. Um, but then also about college yeah. and university. And one of the things that I understand where conservatives come from, um, but I don't at the same time, because conservatives fucking hate on universities. Because most universities, especially state universities, are more liberal um, just because they have to reflect the views of the vast population. Yeah. And you, you have to present, like, as an educator, which I'm not going to go into all of that politics either. We could have sure. a whole – this could be this a is episode <laughs> Episode 69 for as fun Part as the one, balloons are. Right? We're getting Fuck. deep, dude. Getting Fuck yeah. Deep. I'm we in. will get to 69. I'm in. No, no, no. We're uh, good, dude. I got, but, uh, I got all the time in the world here. <laughs> I fucking I, – again, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. I love I, every bit of this. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so in, in, a, in a university setting, which this – you can even talk about critical race theory – um, in a university setting, the whole point of a university in higher education is to challenge your current way of thinking. It is to challenge your mind to think in a different way, now using all of the experience, information, and, and knowledge that you are amassing over that period of time. And so, you know, universities, there are it's a huge melting pot of people. There's so many people, so many diverse um, views and genders and races and religions and cultures that you end up being exposed to all of these different people that you as a person, um, you know, maybe growing up in your sheltered conservative or liberal or whatever community um, that you didn't experience. I know that I went through that going from a Catholic school and catholic community and like literally from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade um you know I, there wasn't a whole lot of myself in my population um so then once you get to college you start to see like holy shit there's so many different ways to be whoever you want to be whether you know it's whatever it is like you start to see so many different types of people and you understand that it's okay to be you to yeah. be like however however you want to be you'll find someone who can appreciate that part of you is it is am i off by saying that you or no, i'm not saying you i'm saying like yeah over overarching you i don't want to hang out with you if you're disgenuine is that the right word disgenuous disgenuous right like, you can you can just tell on someone, right? If you're not being yourself, it's like there's something weird about it and it's off-putting. And it's not even like a, I don't want to hang out with you type attitude, like, get away from me. But it's more of like a, you know, like, like kind of just separate yourself from that person, yeah. like, walk away. I want to be around people that are them. And that, like, builds that bond, right? All mm -hmm. of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, I understand you a little bit more. Yeah. 
because otherwise you just constantly have a barrier between you and people that you disagree with. Like the world just continues to get further and further apart that way. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things I've ever seen was the, there's a gentleman that, uh, is a black man who met with the leader of the KKK. I don't know if you ever seen that or like that Ted talk or, or, or stories of it. Yeah. I mean, I I know what you're talking about. So incredible to, instead of like, because I do think that there's a lot of good in protest. I think there's a lot of good in petition. I think there's a lot of good in that. But sitting down and having a conversation with someone and not attacking, not sitting here going, I disagree with you. You can completely disagree, yeah. which is totally fine. It's fine for people not to completely agree on stuff. It's how the world turns. Absolutely. But to sit there and like actually come to, to like a fight or to have confrontation. And that guy... I think that was like a 20 year deal where he would like go and like talk to him. And like, he's like, he had dinner at his house. Like, and all of a sudden that dude like left the KKK because of that. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't start by just, and there's some stuff that takes actual protests. It takes a fight. I get that. But if you're willing to like, just sit and learn about the opposing side, like so powerful. Yeah. And I think the power in the power of protest is, to make your voice heard to make your presence felt yeah to get whoever that other side other person in charge um is to be willing to sit down and have that conversation um and that's that's usually where i mean that's usually the point of of protest is to um raise enough hell and you know be loud enough and big enough and you know make enough of a of a commotion that people start talking and it gets to the point where okay we you know we have to sit there's no way there's no other way to solve it like let's sit down talk about it figure out like what each side wants and and how we can get there and uh yeah when you when you are in a relationship what type of like person are you when it comes to fights so just like when i think about it I get so frustrated with people in relationships because I feel as if people and like, I I think it's just the way like our country is you, you call someone out and then it's a fucking fight. Mm -hmm. Whether you're like, you're in a relationship or not really defensive, really defensive. And then like trying to win. Yeah. It's like a lot of things There really isn't a, a victory. Yeah. The victory is in that we both came to an agreement, whether it's something that we both like or not. We came to an agreement and we can move forward. Mm -hmm. Like that's a victory, right? I get so frustrated, like so much when like nobody's perfect. You're going to fuck up. How about you just acknowledge that the other person's feelings are hurt? Yeah. That front, like I'm the first one to go like, look, I'm not even expecting you to forgive me right now. This is an apology. This is actually an apology. I'm telling you, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings and we can discuss further, but I just want you to know, like, I recognize that I hurt your feelings. And that's the empathy that I feel like so much of our culture lacks. And I don't know so where much. that came from so and much. when that happened, but I feel like we are such, there's such a lack of empathy. Um, and it, you know, it could be in the world, but I think we see it um, a lot in our country and just how um, divided we as a country are. And also, I mean, to an extent as a world we were until, you know, the Ukraine Russia thing, I think this has done a, pretty good job of bringing the world together at least um to to a specific side at least right a specific goal 
Do me a um, favor real quick. Yep. Just uh, pull the microphone to where it's like on the side. So like, yep. And then just pull it a little bit closer to you. There we go. Perfect. Yes. I was about to say, just yeah, a, a little better. A little bit more, a little more volume there. So. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine, one side, um, uniting us worldwide. Empathy. Empathy. That was the big thing. I think that's one thing that like I appreciate about you um, and that I... I think I bring, you know, exes would probably disagree to an extent. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, why, why don't we bring them you in get here to share, ask? You get to share your side, baby. This side. is your side of the story. Um, Fuck them. <laughs> in, in a relationship, I think it can be a little bit different at times. But um, generally, um, I, I am a really empathetic and like sensitive person so i'm usually pretty sensitive to to people's feelings um (laughs) this is a stupid story but uh i almost tweeted about it um on monday uh no tuesday uh we were at our um our zoom meeting for work and you know in in vegas i smashed my head against a wall and busted my nose (laughs) Um, that's healed up pretty nicely it, by it the way. Has, i just yeah, i forgot all job. about that um so it was looking gnarly on tuesday uh and everyone was asking well i pointed it out because i could tell that people were like looking and like wanted to ask and as soon as i pointed it out they were like oh i was wondering um and i said like yeah this happened whatever i'm really sad because now i'm not beautiful anymore <laughs> <laughs> and like I said it like kind of jokingly, yes, but yeah. I don't think it came off like that because nobody laughed or said anything. Like it was just kind of quiet. And then we went on with the meeting ah. and or like our small talk before we started the meeting. And later on that night, it just hit me. And I was like, oh, my God, who the fuck am I? Like what? Like I just felt I felt this sudden like rush of emotion that like I felt. Um, and this is this also might sound uh like what did what did they think of me in, in that moment were they just mm. like you know fuck this dude like this fucking yeah, this dude. fucking dude this yeah. fucking guy um and i was like i felt bad for like i was mad at myself for saying that and like even though i knew like i was mostly joking but yeah it was just one of those things that like you know i probably shouldn't have said that because now i can feel like how other people might have felt about it uh empathy yeah <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I, one, just like an overarching statement, I fucking hate when a joke doesn't land. Yeah. Like that feeling, and and no matter who you are, you've had that feeling. Oh, yeah. There's not one person in this world who is like not said it, like you've said a joke, no one laughed, and you're just kind of like, oh, like, oh, that's such a gut-wrenching feeling. You want to know what's worse? Yeah. When a guy like me hears your joke, laughs at it, gives it a chuckle, gives you a little wink, and then delivers it better and louder, and everybody laughs. So that infuriates me. So I'm going to tell a story because I fucking – I was furious. <laughs> I uh, I had never – I had done stand-up once. I say once, right, like loosely. I had said three jokes I got off stage. I was <laughs> up there for like 90 seconds, right? I was just like – and that's why that I told – That was your first one, right? Yeah. I feel like you talked about this yeah, on the podcast. So, I like that's all I had. Well, then, like the next time I went up, I had like a full five minutes. I just fucking went for it. Here, what you got? White claw. White claw. A whitey. Black cherry. You have no choice. Beautiful. Um. So, 
I uh I was like, and nobody tells you this, but you gotta practice jokes with your friends because ultimately, if they don't laugh in a really close setting, it's not gonna work that well in a group setting. Which sounds super weird, but it's just it's mm-hmm. it is what it is. So I'm with Pacheco and Campbell, my roommates, and I go. I tell this story. I don't know if you've heard my Red Bull joke. Mm, I don't think so. Long, I can tell you the full story. The joke goes, essentially, I was filling up Red Bull at, uh, in a refrigerator at the front of a store. I feel this lady come up to me. I have headphones on, but I can just feel her right behind me. So I turn, I take a headphone out, and I look, I go, yes, ma'am, can I help you? And she goes, nope. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's weird. But she's just standing there watching me. So I kind of go back and I put like two or three more cans in and I can still feel her there. And I just turn it like, ma'am, is there anything I can help? And before I could finish the sentence, she looks at me and goes, you know, Red Bull killed my son. I did. You did. Tell me. And yeah. And so I, I go and I'm such an asshole for this girl ruining my day. But I go, well, I apologize, man. But it sounds like your son's an angel. And I guess Red Bull does give you wings. So the way I like told it in like the group I had, I had a different line there like and essentially it was oh fuck i can't even remember what i said any i had a different line there and it's supposed to make you go like really that was the punchline like that's, that's what you're doing and i like held on to that one and be like or what do i say like you know red bull really does give you wings and that catches you off guard and you're like fuck like that's so but like it works it works better without that punchline i yeah. found out well i said that to those two and they laughed hard well then kira and ray were over like the next night and I'm telling them the same story. Mind you, this happened like three years ago. So it's not like it wasn't like soon. I just I, again, I was about to try it on stage. So I was just like, yeah. see how many people laugh at the story. Well, I say the first punchline again, that doesn't work that well. And Campbell, because again, I'm letting it breathe. I'm giving it some time. Give give dramatic, whatever. Right. And Campbell goes, or, you know, like you just say, you know, I guess like your your son's an angel and Red Bull does give you wings and they laugh hard. And I was like. I turned. I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, you piece of fucking shit!" I was so fucking mad. There's nothing that hurts my like hurts me more than someone else using my joke in front of me. Nonetheless, like if you say it to other people, it's like it's like an endorsement, yeah, right? It's yeah. like a retweet. It's like yeah. fuck yeah, mm-hmm. love that shit. In front of me, you're gonna steal it in front of me. <laughs> fuck you, you plagiarizing cunt. Fuck you. I I got so irrationally mad, and I don't tell them shit ever. I'm like. Fuck no. I'm keeping that yeah. shit close to the vest, Fuck right? Yeah, yeah oh. that used to be me in high school. I was definitely a class clown. Um, and, there, yeah, there would be a lot of times that, like, we would, me and whoever, would say some jokes and they would, you know, under their breath, throw a funny one out there, like, after the room had kind of quieted. And, you know, I felt it deserved some more air, some more air mm. time. So I I've done it, it too, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember how we got on that. I, I did know. have some. Oh, well, back to Vegas. We're going to loop back in there. Loop back um, to Vegas. I love it. Number two. Number two, the second favorite thing. Uh, Meow Wolf in Vegas. Omega Mart. Fucking dope. Also, Was Area 15. Um, Area 15 is so, I mean, it's Vegas, so everything is fucking out of this world. Is it? It's Area 15 out there? Uh, so, it's not Area big. 15 is the, no, not Area 51. That's huh. Roswell isn't it i don't know because uh that's where the aliens were well i'm trying to think because so i had russ langer um he's the commentator for the uh vegas aviators 
um, I think is what their name is. If you haven't listened to that episode, dope episode. You you understand why he's like a baseball commentator. He's our broad broadcasters word to use. Mm. He's silky smooth voice. I, I think I did. I was about to say only like a thirty minute episode. Yeah. Not not difficult yeah. to get through, but um, I, I thought he said they were the the fifty ones, but they might have been the fifteens. I can't remember honestly. But yeah, so area area fifteen. Area fifteen. Uh, it is just a massive massive building. It has like i think two bars two or three bars in the middle um it has a distillery it has a mini golf place it has this little track like coaster thing that goes across the whole top um fucking sick there's so like you could spend that could be your day you could just spend a day in area 15 checking everything out and then omega mart was just so much fucking fun it's just what was it omega mart Omega Mart is the Meow Wolf exhibit in oh, Area 15. Okay. Got it. Um, and so you know, it's a, it's, it's Meow Wolf. It's just, it's an artistic. So I haven't been to Meow Wolf yet. Oh my god. And it felt in my mind because uh, I think it was Kira that asked if we wanted to go, and I was like, I felt borderline disrespectful to the one here for not going there first. I know they switched yeah. the exhibits, and I know it's not constantly the same thing which is really cool but i felt like disrespectful i'm like i haven't even gone to the one in my own backyard and like why should i go in in vegas i have not been recently um my mom and her a couple of her sisters and uh grandma um went fairly recently and it was my grandma's second time i think it was my mom's uh second or second time i think as well um but they remembered it being a lot better in the beginning and that's Mm -hmm. when i went i went towards the beginning and I mean, a lot of the same stuff is there, like the, sure. the dryer slide, like the, the installations. Ha- the, it has to remain the that's, same. Yeah, right? that's all the same. Same. And then there's little pieces and stuff that get changed out. Um, but I really liked the the one in in Albuquerque is just such a it's just such a trip. It's which all, that's what all of them are. Um, they're they're all unique. It like it's not you each person is going to find something different in one that they liked better than the other but each experience is so much different um and you know i liked i appreciated the art and everything of the original meow wolf and just knowing that that is here in our home state this is where it started like yeah you feel really new mexico true you know what i'm saying 505 for life hell yeah bro got my Um, zia on my on my chest and also on my calf bro i'm pissed that you don't have a, a zia on the escaping tyranny I, like you should have put it on the wine glass or something. Like, come on. I Oversight. don't know why, but I mean the logo I have. So like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, every little bit of it has so much. Heat. <laughs> no, I got off Canva, right? Like I, I've seen the lettering on so many other things, and it hurts so much inside me that I'm like, fuck. Like, I need to do something a little more original. But this will always be like the logo for yeah. to some extent, right? Yeah. Um, I just I like that it's simple. I like yeah. that it's simple. No, that's fair. You know, like it's recognizable. When when I see there's some people and you work close in marketing, right? Mm-hmm. When you see some like some of these designs that people do, I love Lacumbre. They could simplify some stuff, right? I think there's so much on Lacumbre's can, like the Happy Camper for Santa Fe. Santa Fe. I think Santa Fe's got to do some other things to like differentiate their flavors a little bit, but. It's simple, right? Cezia, mm-hmm. that's it. It's New Mexico true, like you're saying. I get frustrated when I see 
people do way too much that's just so unnecessary. There's so much to it. It's like, and I do, I see the same thing with like uniforms and sports. Yeah. It's like there's so much going on. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers frustrate me with like how much like the Dolphins, the Titans. There's so much going on, and people like get mad when I say this. I love I love the Vegas Raiders uniforms. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You're so simple. And simple. Minimalist. Simple. And that's okay. And I. That's okay. I. To but like. Their own. Simple says so much. When you have so much going on, it's like God, it's fucking. It's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's Fair what enough. I feel. Um, so my logo is simple. New Mexico True, uh, Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf, yes. Uh, so the, the one in... Va- so, yeah, the one here, very artistic. It was the first one. Love it. Um, and, I mean, they have the music venue in there, which is really awesome. I don't think... There's definitely not a place to... Like, in within Area 15, they can do shows and stuff, but not within actual Omega Mart. Gotcha. Um, so that's one thing that I appreciate about Meow Wolf is that they actually do have within the exhibit there's that um that space that you can have music and you still feel like you're within meow meow wolf um but the one in vegas it was just so much more interactive um there was one room that it has um it's basically a strobe that um over time gradually gets faster till it's like almost solid and then starts pulsing down slower until it's like one a second and every time the strobe flashes it's taking a picture and it's on every wall so the the roof the not the floor but the roof and then each of the four walls is taking Mm. a picture and in the darkness between each of the strobe flashes you see the picture on the wall so it's like this fun little thing where like you can just pose and just have fun and i mean it it it's almost like a beat yeah is building and everything so like you get really into it. It's it was that was a really cool piece. And then there was like, and I think one of the reasons I really enjoyed this one was um, there were so ma- so many elements that were so musically driven, and I love music. Um, and so there were two stations where it's basically this four sided, or I think one of them was three sided, um, like control panel kind of thing, uh, control station that you would see in like a, I don't know. A Star Trek movie or something um, and there's just some like buttons and stuff that you can press and each of the buttons made a different sound and there was like a percussion side there was like a synth side and then there was like a melody side and then there was another I don't remember what the other side was um, and then there were also some other toggles on the side that would further change the sounds so it would make it more of a staccato or a, a solid note versus when you hold one of them it would throw down an entire beat with additional stuff behind it um so when we first got in there my uh i was with my mom my dad and their friend um and we all just got on there and we were making some like sick ass beats like it was fucking it was so cool yeah and then later we went to another one that one was also cool but at the very end we had gone all the way through and we were getting ready to go to the aggie game um and i we had like 10 minutes and i was like i want to go check this back out um went up there and there was this guy and his girlfriend probably a little bit younger than probably around your age um and around my age like you're so much older than (laughs) me okay (laughs) okay two years three years younger than me sure i get i get Um, you but they came up and they were like trying to figure it out and so i explained it to him and like he was trying to figure it out like he had some rhythm like i could tell that he was he was trying to to figure he's vibing yeah 
Um, and his girl was actually not bad either. Um, and so we, I explained how it went and explained all the different stations. We chose our station. And for that next 10 minutes, and I took uh, 20 milligrams of an edible that my dad gave me out there. So I was fucking. Yeah. And it was full sativa. So it was all up in my head. Oh, it was amazing. Literally sat there for 10 minutes straight, just fucking dropping down the nastiest Just feeling, beats. Just feeling oh. like Dr. Dre out there. Like, oh, my God. For real. Oh, oh That shit was so much fun. So, like, I don't remember there being anything quite like that at Meow Wolf in Santa Fe. Fair. Like, that alone, I could sit there for two hours. If I had someone else who was, like, you as know. As pumped. As pumped and, like, into it. Like, I would sit there. I would pull out my phone. We would fucking create a beat. Like, we, you know, it would be be some sick so this reminds me of when i was in high school i think it was my freshman year this was like and mind you this was like i don't know four months before lmfao had dropped their every day i'm shuffling right Mm -hmm. Uh, or party rock whatever it's called i don't know um party rock my cousin taught me how to shuffle like my cousin like i i need to have him on i was supposed to have him on and all my shit was stolen oh yeah my cousin's my cousin Brian is one of my favorite humans on the planet. He's just a fucking dope dude. Um, I could talk about him forever, but anywho, and obviously like I, you know, I look up to him tremendously because of that, but he, uh, he taught me how to shuffle. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then he shows me this video of these guys promoting these Adidas shoes. And, there was two um, spots on the shoe, one at the front, like so at the ball of the foot, and then like on the heel. And it, like, what it did, like, it, it was just, they were just playing shoes, but you connected it to your phone or a laptop or whatever, and it was beats. So you could fuck with it. So, like, two other guys could have the shoes as well. So they had like a different, like, it would be like a hi hat or it would be like a fucking drum, right? Like, just, uh-huh. and so, like, as you're like dancing, you're creating the beat so you're never off beat this and this was like 2012 like we or maybe like 2010 now i think about 2011 i have to go back and see like what advancements they've made since then because i thought that was the coolest thing i had ever seen up to that point i was like fuck dude like this is so sick like i want a pair and like we like looked and the pair of shoes were like 450 dollars. so like all right cool well we're not getting that yeah i mean that's Yeah, that's ma- that's making art with art. That's crazy. It's insane, right? I uh God, that's so sick. There was something I was gonna say. Oh. So Aggie game mm-hmm. in Vegas. Which one? Friday. That one I don't remember. Oh, dude, that's tough. I remember I remember being hype. I remember it was a hype yeah. ass fucking game, but I could not tell you the score. I could not tell you Yeah. I just knew one. I had so much fun at that game. And I like I was like, ah, eh, whatever, the whack tournament. Like I shouldn't say it was like eh, but it exceeded my expectations very much. That building was rocking. It was fucking sweet. We stayed around for like the first ten minutes of the second game. Dead. Really? Like, cause it I guess that place holds what, like ninety five hundred people? Something yeah, like that. It's not a whole lot. No, not a ton, right? Less less than ten thousand, I think, for sure. Um, but there was like seven thousand people there. Like it was it was a good crowd, yeah. right? When we were there. Um, well, I mean, GCU 
That's they yeah, travel, which well, and it's, which is it's an, like two seconds away. From I was about Vegas. to say, which is an unfair statement on my part, right? Oh, they travel. It's like fucking. Like, you're right there. Like it, yeah. it's like saying like NMSU travels when it's at UNM. It's yeah. like. Although that, we traveled with we like UNM and NMSU, are the New Mexico fans, we travel well. They do travel well, but my point being like but, when yeah. it's three hours away and you're yeah. like, oh, like now when they travel outside, like there's New Mexico State fans in Buffalo. UNM yes. fans would do the same thing, yeah. right? Oh, 100%. That's traveling well. Mm-hmm. Me saying like, oh, GCU travels well, which I think they still do, but yeah. it's fucking it's three hours. Yeah, it's not very far. Um, But that was a fucking blast. We stayed around for the next game. Maybe 500 total people in the crowd. But again, to that like to that same argument, Seattle University, yeah, and Abilene Christian, which was in Abilene, Texas, right? Yeah. Not exactly like the closest travel. Yeah. So I get it, but it was just not the same. I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is it." It was sweet Friday night. I, I will was say, like, "Fuck yeah!" I am not excited for the Aggies to move out of the whack. Why is that? Because they will, I, I think, I don't remember exactly, what conference are they going conference to? Conference USA. Conference USA. Uh, I don't believe Conference USA plays in Vegas. They don't. They definitely don't. So. Next year is the last uh, Vegas, Vegas conference championship, yeah. which. I'm so excited. For, I don't know the Aggies that well as a Lobo, but I'm so excited for the Lobos next year. And I fucking pray to God that Coach Patino can pull together a fucking big man or a team of big men. UNM is going to be better next year for sure. Oh, so good. The nice part is, so there's, there's a catch 22 with this. We graduate three guys from NMSU. The nice part about UNM and NMSU is none of our guys. I shouldn't say none. Every so often you have some guys that go onto the league and stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and they go after four years. Yeah, no, like most guys stay the whole time, though. We're not a Kentucky. We're no. not a Duke. We're not, you know what I mean? We get their offshoots. Sure, fine by me. My yeah. point, my biggest point being, though, we can expect guys, most of the time, knock on wood, will stay all four years, mm-hmm. which is Provided not a luxury. no coaching change. Huh? Provided no coaching change. Exactly. So, But but that's kind of the nice part is, like, we're graduating three guys this year. Uh the unfortunate part is all three of those dudes are like six ten. Yeah. So it's like that that sucks. You know, we get some big size, but what year is Teddy? Teddy's a junior. Teddy's a red shirt junior. Red shirt junior, that's why. Okay. Yeah. No, he he has traveled around quite a bit. Yeah. COVID has really fucked a lot of that up. We talked about that a little bit um when you first got here, yeah. but um off air. Sorry guys. We also have conversations not on the pod. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um sorry. Exactly. But we did talk about that. Like COVID, like there, you know, we saw there's a couple wrestlers that are on their seventh year. A lot to that, but it's like, yeah, COVID giving you an extra year and transfer portal and all that. Teddy gets an extra new, extra year next year, which is fucking sick. And he is the team. He'd <laughs> he might not be the whole team, but he's fifty percent of it minimum. He, <laughs> like he's he had what twenty four of their like. 30, 37 I was gonna say of their 70. Yeah. 37, oh, 37 of their 70. Of the, well, points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, 24 of like their 45 or 50 shots. He had like, I'm pretty oh, sure pro- over 50% probably. of the shots taken. Probably, yeah. Were Teddy he, he was our only free throw shooter. Only free throw shooter. And we were, I guess, I guess who row, was baby. 100% yesterday, baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 33 By the row, way, that's huge. By the way, your boy had a parlay with NMSU spread. 
and the over, which was 132 and a half. Teddy drains that last bucket. I was like, that's the over. I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I was so juiced, dude. I was like, I couldn't believe it happened. Because like, what, there was like six points in the first five minutes of the game. I was like, yeah. all right, well, over's gone. <laughs> Let's just get an Aggie win. I was fucking pumped. I really wish uh, there would have been an over-under on the amount of time it took for the NCAA March Madness account to take down that fucking video yesterday. Oh, my God, dude. It happens all the time. The UNMSU fucking, they mix us both up. Mm-hmm. If, oh, it's awful. When also, I worked at, go ahead. Thank you for saying it that way. It's not NMSUNM. It's yeah. UNMSU. Because UNM is first. I mean, we were university before you guys. Say it, dude. Say it. I don't want to. Y'all, y'all know. Y'all know. We're not there. You are. It's okay. Yeah. It's. I, I'm. I'm not a. It's I'm a revolving not a, door. I'm not one of those hateful. Oh, fans dude. I can't fucked ever up. Get I fucked up hard. I fucking apologize. Cheers. We we passed the 69th minute mark Fuck. of episode 69. That's on me. Oh, hey. That's so on okay, me. Okay. Well, to be fair, there was a lot of missteps in between. We could have. We 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 could adjust it, but we are past the 69th minute. In honor of the 69th minute, we're going to go into a quick 69 interlude. Yeah, 69. Uh, okay, okay. We'll be back Off, in, on, the top, oh. on the top of your head. Mm-hmm. How many times have you 69? Like, it doesn't have to be an exact answer. Like partners or times? Either or. Doesn't, doesn't uh, matter to me. Ma- it doesn't have to be exact. You can be majority, majority of sexual partners, but easily over 100. Damn, good for you. Yeah. I mean, that's like... That, a, that's I was about to say, for, yeah, it makes sense. I know it's not, like, necessarily different, but that is, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite... Um, it's one of my favorite foreplay positions. Check Because out. no matter which, like, no matter what, you know, you got, you got them both right there. Yeah. You can eat ass or you can suck dick. And or I, both. I'm not a big ass guy. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't like butt stuff, so... Yeah, I mean well, it makes it makes sense. I get it, it does, but it does make sense. Okay, what's your number? Uh, I would say sixty nine, like maybe twenty times, all with one person total. Wow. Okay. So, and uh, twenty is probably it's probably closer to like ten, but it's like it's the the logistics of it are not as fun. It's like yeah, uh, one of my favorite like Tom Segura has a bit about that, and he's like. He's all. It's funny because like when you're a kid, you're like, "Fuck yeah, sixty nine, let's do it." It's like then you're, you know, you get to this age and you're like, "Um, how about we take turns like adults and fucking like we don't have to do it at the same time? Like who's in a rush? Like I'm having fun. (laughs) Why can't I just enjoy this while laying here? Exactly. You're doing a great job, honey. I want to watch. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, like, the effort put out while doing it is a lot better it's mm-hmm. like being pleasured in the middle of it like you're like oh well like you like get into it more because yeah. of that which is fucking which is a pretty you're cool like, oh fucking my god deal. you're doing a good job i feel like i gotta step yeah i gotta fucking yeah Dang. i gotta do my fucking thing yeah um 69 fact um okay. or not this is a, this is actually a question um there are one two three three cars that are 69 year made um that are in the top 10 
of the TCS top market cards. TCS my initials. No that's total cool. car score or your initials. Fuck yeah. Anyway, um, can you name the three cars that were made in '69 that have the highest value for old cars? I don't. I don't know shit about vehicles, dude. There's not a shot. Chevy Camaro, ZL1, number one. I, I think I would have said Chevy. 69 Camaro. 69 Camaro. 69 Camaro. The 69 Dodge Hemi Charger Daytona. Okay. And the 69 Ford Boss 429 Mustang. I would have said Chevy and Ford, so I would have got, like, maybe partial credit. But I don't, again, I don't know anything about vehicles. I don't really either. And I know that I've heard of this car, and I... Dodge Dart was also a, a 69 car. Dodge Dart? Dodge no Dart, way. Ni- a 1969 Dodge Dart. Yep. Um, in mathematics, mm-hmm. 69 is a lucky number. Checks out. It's a semi-prime number. What is a semi? It's only, uh, only divisible by four numbers total. A semi-prime is a natural number that is the product of exactly two prime numbers. Oh, okay. Okay, pal. Yeah. I knew that off the top of my head. I did not look that up on Wikipedia just now. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's also a Blum integer, since the two factors of 69 are both Gaussian primes. Hmm. Um, the sum of the sums of the divisors of the first nine positive integers. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. 69 fucking gibberish. Is the sum of the sums of the divisors of the first nine positive integers. Wow. That's for you mathematicians out there. Dude, that's that there sounds is, exciting. There is a mathematician that, that is fucking bricked up currently. Oh my god. Just like oh, oh <laughs> fucking <laughs> just yeah. Uh in science, it's the atomic number of thulium, which is a uh, lanthanide. In astronomy, the Messier object, M69, is a magnitude 9 globular or globular cluster in the constellation Sagittarius. Hmm. Um, the registry of the U.S. Navy's aircraft carrier, USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, is CVN69, named after Dwight D. Eisenhower, the 34th president of the United States. I don't know why it's 69, though, but that's fun. Cool. Um, the number of the French department Rhone, the Lyon Metropolis, which was separated from the Rhone department in 2015, is designated as 69M. And the postal codes for both entities start with 69. Hmm. Um, and it's the last possible television channel number in the UHF band plan for American terrestrial television from 1982 until its withdrawal on December 31st, 2011. Huh. The more you know. It's also um, kind of the cancer sign. I know that that's not actually what it is. Sure. But, um, it's like a reverse 96, huh? Uh, yeah. Um, ooh, this is a trivia one. Facts and trivia. Is there an actual trivia question? Mm, I'm not seeing anything quickly. I should have done more homework and just like written this shit down. But I do have a fun one um, because it's about church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where did that go? Um, 69 angel number meaning and symbolism. Oh, what the? Okay. 
Um, so 69 is an angel number. Um, and it usually means that your guardian angel is always looking out for you. Hmm. So if you see it, it's a strong message that will change your life and you must embrace your angel's divine message so you can fulfill your life path and soul mission. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it uh, Oh no, that's number six and that's the number nine. Um, wow. I thought I had something else. Ah, Palm six, nine says the Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. That sounds like 69 to me in religious speech. Sure. Um, well, that's, that's pretty much it. So when you <laughs> see angel, oh, here, the last one, we'll end on this note. Cool. And then we'll move on to the rest of the podcast. Sure. When you see 69 angel number on receipts, addresses, or phone numbers, take note of your feelings and thoughts. Are they negative or positive? Find a way to balance the good with the bad and don't lean toward negativity. Okay. Yeah. So you and I have homework for the ne- next mm-hmm. episode. Every time you see the number 69 naturally, you're not looking for it. Kay. It just pops up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, you see it on a receipt, you see it on email, you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really care. Anytime you see it naturally, write it down, what you're doing, and then you're like- How it felt. How it felt. Okay. Uh, to finish that. I would also thought. like to see, sorry. I would yeah. also like to see how many times like- it happened. Like, watch me see it like 102 times. You'd be like, dude, I saw it like three times. <laughs> like, huh? like, or like vice versa. You're like, fuck, dude. Like, one of us is seeing 69 a lot. Uh, we all experience the ups and downs in life. But you have the ability to extract love from hateful experiences. Lean into your inner wisdom and find solace in the spirit realm. Meditate in the evenings after a trying day and begin your moment mornings with positive affirmations. Hmm. Understand that your life path includes a new beginning and you are on your way to greatness. Your emotional setbacks are in the past and your future is brighter than ever. 69. Um, but the, uh, the real, the actual only thing that I had planned to talk about as far as 69 was sure. on this, besides like the sexual shit, was uh, Wednesday was just a great end to the beginning or a great hmm, great end of the almost beginning of March Madness. It was the end of the first mm. four. I don't really count the first four in like true March either. Madness. Like Thursday is the first day of March Madness. Um, it would be really interesting if they made like two one seeds play, but they don't. <laughs> they don't. And that's no. totally fine. It's I'm not mad 11s. at that. 11s. Yeah. 11s, that fucking sucks, though. 11s and 16s. I do, well, so this is the first makes, year, like 16s, 16s make sense. The This year they had a uh, 12 seed matchup, which I thought mm-hmm. was super weird. The one thing I do agree with. Uh, I think they did that. I think they've done that in the past. They might have. I It was the first year I noticed that. Yeah. I always thought it was two 11s and then two 16s. Maybe, and I could be completely wrong. I, I really don't could. know. Who knows? Um. I guess there's a couple of conference champs that had play that have to play in the first four that have like, or oh, just like, it's yeah. cause it's, it's random. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you won your conference. You yeah. should just go straight to the tourney. You yeah. shouldn't be in that first four. Yeah. In my you punched, you punched your ticket. You're exactly. not an at large bid. You punched exactly. Your You're not scalping ticket. tickets outside. Shit. Exactly. I, that, that frustrates me yeah. just as like a, 
just as a fan. Like, I think that happened to the Lobos um, one of the last times that they were in. and I th- Or maybe it was the Aggies. But, yeah, one of the New Mexico teams, I feel like, um, won the conference tournament, and that was how they, like, made it there. And then they were in one of the playing games and lost before we even got there. It's frustrating. Um, but anyway, the, the game on Wednesday, last game, went into overtime. Oh, yeah. And the score was 69-69. Fuck yeah. Like, there was no better way There's to no start. There's no better way There's to feel like, that. That's, that's the best first – no, the best last game before the first day of March Madness. So, I didn't watch any of the first four. Uh, I feel bad that I didn't watch that game, especially now knowing yeah, that. That was like, fucking – that. oh, that, it was so good. It was so, such a good game. But what did happen was I was in a roast battle on Wednesday. That's right. I meant to go. Oh, it's all good. Uh, I to. I was I was so fucking nervous for that. Like, I did I knew nothing about the. I I didn't know anything about the last guy either. Um, but I was like, fuck, dude. Like, what do I? And like, this guy was significantly better. Um, well, and you said that he didn't even like he doesn't even let you on his like you are not following him on social media and he yeah. does not let you. Mm-mm. He will and not give you any room. No, which like, I don't know how much like anyone listening knows about football when you are on a football team the coaches agree to change or exchange film yeah it's just the way it is like you you exchange film you want like and the and the thought process is you want the best team like you Mm -hmm. want to find out who truly is better when coaches don't exchange film it's a huge sign of disrespect yep and i mean it's a fuck you you have to go find it from other coaches Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff it's a big fuck you there every year you have at least one that's like, and it might be a rivalry, bad feeling, whatever it is. You just are like, fuck you. We're not exchanging film. And it's a bad situation. Yep. I look at this, like the roast battles, following people on um, Instagram, befriending them on Facebook, whatever you want to call it. I look at that as exchanging film. Yeah. It's well, a peak. It's a peek into the life that you want me to see. Yes. Here. I, I like, and that's the thing too is, I'm an open book, dude. I'll show you my podcast. I'll show you my Instagram. I will give you plenty of material. I just want to see behind your curtain as well. Yeah. And and he like he never tried to follow me. So like part like if he tried to follow me and then and didn't then accept didn't. me, there would be so like <laughs> one thing that did happen though is that he did like uh, mention that I was like from Farmington. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you because you peeked into my like into my backfield, but you didn't allow me in yours. Fuck you. I was like, it's kind of offended by that. It was a super nice guy, so I can't be like you know what I mean. Like I can't be like <laughs> yeah. super frustrated. But um, before that had happened, though, like before I went out there, I was like in my mind, I wasn't gonna tell anyone this, which I can like say it now. I was like, if I fucking win this, the Aggies win tomorrow. Like that's all I thought in my head. I was like, if, and like it like got me a little more pumped up, but mm-hmm. I was fucking terrified. Um, so I'm gonna share the jokes just to just the same because like. I felt good about it. There was, I had none of my friends there like this go around and I was kind of exci- like glad about that. Cause yeah. I was fucking terrified. I was like, <laughs> I was like, God, like if this goes flat, like I, I hope no one's here. Cause like, <laughs> I was like, this fucking is bad. Um, so I go up there. Um, and he, like, he is a white dude balding. And if he's not actually like balding, he like cuts his hair down to like a one. Right. Yeah, so he's like, he's, fade. Yeah, um, redheaded dude, um, taller than me, probably six six foot six one. Um, 
or in that ballpark, whatever. And um, he's probably like late thirties, early forties, give or take, or that's what he looked like, right? Like, so sounds like just the standard white guy, kind of redheaded, freckled dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sounded like standard white guy. Glad you said that because that fucking helped my first joke for sure. I challenged myself too, like I wanted to be the first mic to say like I'll go first, like. Yeah. The last one, I was like, I got, like, the mic drop. The guy wasn't as good, which was fine. Um, but I was like, all right, like, this will tell me if my jokes are really good. Because sometimes you you just have the last joke, and you're just better because of that. You're yeah. just a recency bias. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to go first. Let's see what goes, what happens. Um, and, like, the first thing I say, I was like, dude, I was like, you're super white. I was like, you look like an all lives matter kind of guy. And... I was like, you look like you celebrate January 6th by sending headdress selfies to your Native American friends. <laughs> and that got like a solid pop. And everyone was like, and we were the first roast battle, by the way. So it was like, oh, we, were, we were setting the yeah. tone. And I'm not saying this to discredit his jokes. His jokes were better. And, and, and when I tell this story, you'll understand his jokes were good, really yeah. good. I blacked out. Like, I don't. I don't pay attention because I'm like, I have to remember my jokes. Yeah. If I pay so much attention to what he's saying, I'm not going to remember my jokes. I did pay attention, but it's like in that moment, like it is so nerve wracking. It's not like I know exactly what he said. I, and other people might be able to do that. I fucking can't. Yeah. So he then says his joke and he gets a bigger pop in mind. I'm like, all right, we're it, we're in, we're in it. Right. Um, but he says something to the effect of rubbing. He says some like he he mentions the word rubbing, and he like says like rubbing it in or something, and I go speaking of rubbing like I like it was at the end of his joke and I just fucking tailed onto it so I was like I did pay attention a little yeah. bit right like I was like fuck it because I had already written this and it just worked that I fit this in instead of saying it later. Like, speaking of rubbing, I was like you look like you thought Rogaine was a lubricant to jerk off with for the last ten years because again he's a like balding dude he has like one and like it, like his like expression or so as as I can remember it was like oh all right that was pretty like and i was like you look creepy as fuck dude i was like you like if msnbc had a store in the mall it would be called to build a predator and you would be their number one seller <laughs> and like that again got a good pop he then says something about me being from farmington and that gets a bigger pop and i'm like fuck dude like this guy's brought the heat so my last joke which mind you i thought of taking a shit the night before and I was so happy I thought of this because I was like, fuck. I was like, that is good. Um, I was like, uh, you <laughs> I was like, you are so ugly. You look like a mix of Ryan Dunn from Jackass and Paul Walker after their crashes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of layers to that. A lot, of, a lot of layers. A lot of layers to that one. Dude. <laughs> and I don't even know what his last joke was. But it was like it was like if we weren't tied, he had the upper hand. Like I was like, fuck. So they go to the judges. I can't even really remember what the judges say, except for Sarah Kennedy. If you're listening, Sarah, Sarah Kennedy is arguably the best com- comedian in Albuquerque. I think Josh Fournier is the best. I just laugh at his jokes more. Sarah Kennedy is so creative and on the spot, like especially during the roast battles. Mm-hmm. I I get frustrated listening to her, and everyone's like, if anyone's listening, be like, oh, you get frustrated because you're jealous. Oh, a thousand yeah. percent, I get jealous because yeah. she's fucking good. She's so good at what she does. So her like, cause they the judges roast you before they give who they think won, right? Mm-hmm. So one guy says Nathan, one guy says me. She gets up. 
and I don't know why I said what I said, but it backfired on me critically because she was like, one of you looks like you work at REI and the other one looks like you work at Cabela's. And like out loud, and just in my mind, I was like, this will be funny. And which it was, it like set her up perfectly. I was like, which one's which? And she's like, if you had to think about it, you're Cabela's. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I was like, God damn it. She was like, they should have cut your mic, Tierney. I thought it was you, but now it's Nathan. So I can't even remember. Again, I blacked out. I can't even remember what the official scorecard was. I know I got at least one judge, but it was either 3-2 from the judges or 4-1 for him. Damn. Both for him. So I was like, fuck. The big thing that I said going into it, in which I still believe in my mind, I obviously want to win. I'm not sitting yeah. here being like, you know, oh, like, I don't care about winning. I still wanted to win just, just for shits and gigs. Mm-hmm. I wanted my jokes to land more. Yeah. I, I was like, I was put on a good show. That's what everyone's there for. Yeah. I thought so, you were going to say I wanted the Aggies to win regardless. That as well. I want the Aggies to win regardless. In that moment, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I need I need to, like, whatever. And while the judges are talking, because I was like, fuck, like, again, it went 1-1 right away. And I'm like, oh, if they have another joke, I need to fucking think of something. So, like, again, I black out, but I'm also, like, not listening to the judges. I'm, like, looking this guy up and down. He's got, like, Vans. He's got Chinos, like, khaki Chinos, and, like, just, like, a, a skater shirt. So I'm like, okay. I'm like thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm like, what the fuck do I say? So again, I lose to the judges. Then they go to the crowd and the crowd like audibly is louder cheering for me, which I was like sick because of that. The host is like, all right, let's do another round. And immediately he goes to his phone. I was like, okay, the only thing that's saving me is that he also doesn't have a joke. Yeah. And in that moment, he's like, one more round. And then, like, my mic cut. Like, my mic was still cut from my previous comment, which was whatever. So, it ended up actually, now that I think of it, ended up kind of saving me. Because I had, like, a second. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. Either this is going to work really well for me or it's going to fall flat. And I was like, it's a risk. It's an absolute risk. Um, So, I went first. And, again, Vans, Chinos, skater shirt. And I was like, dude, you look at the, you look like the only guy that's worked at PacSun long enough to receive benefits. <laughs> and he had like something of like me being like a Jordan Peterson lookalike or like I fucked Jordan Peterson. And it had no, it had no like pop from the crowd. Like it had no, I like it didn't, know who it Jordan didn't, Peterson is, I couldn't so. tell you. I couldn't fucking tell you. I have no clue. I was like, which like already is fu- lost, which is fine. If yeah. I don't know, the crowd has to know. And yeah. I was like, and because of that, I won. And I'm like. Had to go to OT. Had to go to OT, but you boy oh, fucking won. I and fucking love that. I, I, roast battles are so much more intimidating than like comedy because, like comedy, you can at least try the joke and retry the joke yeah. and like try. Maybe it's the crowd. Maybe it's not. Okay, the joke just sucks. Or maybe you know I worded it wrong. Whatever the case may be, roast battles. Guess what? You have three jokes, but each one of them you get one chance. Mm-hmm. It's it's free throws. You made it or you don't. You don't get them back. Yep. And. All of my jokes so far, knock on wood, have landed. I'm like, okay, at least they've had like some like flight to them. And I was like, yeah, I was proud of the fact it wasn't. It obviously wasn't my best joke, the, the Paxson one. Yeah, but the fact that I had thought of that, and I was like, perfect. Like, yes, I'm glad. I'm glad I fucking had that. I think that, and I mean, obviously, I didn't know who. I don't even remember the guy's name that you said. Pete Davidson. Just kidding. We all know no. who Pete Davidson is, but uh, Nathan William Todd. No, not that guy. The guy who he said you looked like. Oh, uh, Our, Nate, see, not so forgettable. Nathan. So forgettable. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. yeah, still don't know who the fuck that guy still, is. Yeah. But 
every single person in that room has walked by a pack sun and see a fucking mid thirties dude just fucking chilling there. Yeah. I was like, so, yeah. Good and on like, you. I, I felt so good about that. The, the Ryan, I thought about cutting the Ryan Dunn portion out of that. Cause like, unless you've watched Jackass, you probably don't know. Like, and even if you have watched Jackass, you, you may not know who that is. Right. So I was like, I had to say from Jackass, Paul Walker, a little more recognizable. Yeah. But what a lot of people forget is like those both happen within the same year of each other. Yeah. So I was like, and again, they're both redheaded. Like Mm -hmm. Paul Walker's an attractive dude. Ryan Dunn wasn't really. No. But it doesn't matter. Neither one of them looked good. (laughs) (laughs) They both got killed in a car crash. Yeah. And he said something else too, like to the effect of. Should I wait? Like he, he said something and I was like, fuck, that was, I mean, it's pretty good. He's like, should I wait for your titties to stop jiggling or should I go to my next joke? And I just fucking out loud go, they're not going to you. So you might as well. I'm like, I like it. All it did was enhanced his joke. Right. But yeah. I was like, again, you had like, especially that you want to be competitive. You want to do that. Ultimately, if you put on a good show, that's, that's what matters. That's the whole point that's of the entire of show. Yeah. As long as everyone's having fun, they'll remember. Precisely. Yes. They'll remember. Yeah. Which, like, afterwards, a lot of comedians I have a lot of respect for. Caleb Mulkey, Zach Abeda, um, Sarah Kennedy, Carla Vasquez. Afterwards, everyone's like, dude, you brought it tonight. Good on you. And I'm like, I got, like, frustrated in the car because I've done stand-up once in 2022. So I am going to go on Sunday. I am going to go do my thing. I'm, I've got some new jokes. If they fucking land flat, they land flat. I'm terrified of bombing, but I need to just go. Mm-hmm. It's like... Can't fear of failure cannot stop you, no, but got to take off the bandaid. Exactly. The, but the big thing was is that they at all were like, dude, you brought it tonight. And I'm like, when I, on the drive home, I like had like a mini freak out and I'm like, just go fucking do it. I like screamed at myself. Like, I don't know if anyone else has that, but I do. We're like, I'll have a moment alone and a moment of like self-reflection. And like, I, I'm a big, like punch the steering wheel guy, which is like not super smart. Cause it fucking hurts every time I've never learned. But I was like, just fucking go do it. I was like, you fucking, like, I have to, like, yell at myself. I'm like, you fucking pussy. I was like, just go fucking do it. What are you fucking afraid of? And, like, finally I was like, all right, I feel good. All right, we'll go do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, but I have to have that moment of, like, self-reflection to be like, what the fuck is going on? You have well, to have that. I feel like it's that realization of how terrified you are and that uh, that's not going to change anything. Yeah. And it's not going to change. You just no. got to accept it and fucking go forward. Because if you sit in your fear, yeah. nothing's ever going to happen. Yep. Never going to do anything. You you can, yeah. Which I should take my own advice. A lot of- It's so easy like, to say, it's right? so easy to say. So easy to so say. So easy to say. Let's, okay. I want to put a pin in this. I do want to talk about this. I've got to fucking pee. I got to pee so bad. Not doing it right here. Pause. I had to pee so goddamn bad. I, I was like, I was trying, I was trying, speaking of- trying to last longer i was like don't pee don't pee don't pee i was like all right i've got to fucking do it um we were talking about taking your own advice um not being afraid and you were like i gotta take my own advice yeah easy to say that's all that's all i was gonna say just gotta take it i'm a big uh big believer in testing my comfort zone yeah Uh, yeah the same um, it just, I, I tend to be the type that needs to get, I, I don't, I, I know I don't do well with change, but I do at the same time, mm. but 
I typically do well when change is forced upon me. Sure. Versus choosing that change. I you kind of treat yourself with like kid gloves almost. Whereas uh, like yeah. when you're forced to change, like you, you have do. no other you have no other yeah. choice to buck like buck up. Mm-hmm. That's it. You fucking grind. Yep. You get it done. You, whatever whatever you got to do. Yeah. But when you're like, because that's that's kind of where I'm at right now, is um a a point where I'm not a hundred percent content with where I'm at career wise mm-hmm. um with my current job and there's a lot of potential and so i mean this is this is going to be the make or break year um and knowing that is just so incredibly stressful because i'm trying to formulate a backup plan to do what i've told myself that if i if i change careers again if i do something different um it will finally be to do like what i've wanted to do for forever um and i've already done the restaurant bartending serving stuff i wanted to own a restaurant for forever um still might do that eventually but you know it takes a lot of capital capital uh, yeah. and i'm not in the mood to be managing a restaurant right now or a bar um, or to work seven days in a row yeah no, like thank you. For, no, thank you for quite a while yeah you have you have to be passionate enough to just fucking have to suck that up which yeah i like my days off 100 percent, and uh yeah, having lived in the restaurant management world for five years, soul draining. Uh, so the other thing that I've always wanted to do is uh, build and or design houses, um, but like design houses from the ground up, interior design, all of that. Like anything, if you can imagine like an HGTV show, that's probably what I wanted to do. Dope. But taking that step is so scary it's terrifying so scary because like i could and i've i had this opportunity the uh we have a family friend who's a contractor and he actually did the renovation on my house when we bought it um and i had and i could still if i wanted to um the opportunity to go work with him and you know build houses with him learn all that stuff and he also does um design houses i mean he's done some multi-million dollar maybe not multi-million dollar but at least million dollar houses sure um up in santa fe some like really really cool stuff that like i was like oh hell yeah i would love to do this but i know that like if i was working with him i would be you know the one waking up at 5 a.m to be on site at whatever time in santa fe like doing the building with him like getting to know the things and i understand that that's a part of like you have to for most of the time unless you are like a prolific you know just extremely gifted person you got it like everyone has to start somewhere starting blocks are a little bit different for everyone but like for the most part you're starting at the bottom or damn near the bottom and i understand that you have to like build a foundation i um i like to do both i like to do a little bit of the uh educational you know higher thinking foundation while i'm doing some of the grunt work um and I just didn't think that I was going to have that opportunity working with him. And it would just be a lot of fucking physical labor, which I was not incredibly keen on. I, I'm sure. still not uh, still not against it. Um, and, you know, worst comes to worst. Maybe that's what I do and then start going to school. You know, you never never count anything out per se. Sure. But, um, yeah, lately I've been trying to uh, 
apply to graduate school um, to do interior design or nice. interior architecture. And uh, it's just, uh, it's scary. Also it's scary because it's a huge financial commitment. But, yep. Um, yep. You know, that's, it, I, I think taking those bigger leaps minus a financial, uh, a financial stressor is definitely a lot easier. Yeah. A lot easier. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's all. Got to take my advice. It's, uh, Stop being scared. Yeah. My, like, and mine is obviously much more short term. So like, oh yeah, I got you. Um, use your words. There's good. The, um, <laughs> I was trying to do a silent thing so you could like continue. Oh, it's fine. I know that that's I wasn't going to podcast I, goes. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to fucking, uh, I wasn't going to be able to, to focus. Um, I don't know, man. I just freaking ASMR. Right. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I've I've been and just like full transparency, I've been fucking like scared to get back up on stage. Like scared. And it's like, why? Like why why am I like I've done it. Yeah. Like and I've also gone up and not gotten laughs. Like mm-hmm. what am I what am I fucking worried about? Um there's a comfort in doing jokes I've already done, so maybe that's it where I'm like I, in January I did all new material and that was terrifying, but I got, I got laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, dude, I got to share this cause I thought I, I, we talked about this. Uh, maybe we didn't talk about this particularly, but just in general, um, I just, I went up and I had, uh, I just was like talking about how like I've like gained weight and stuff. And I was like, I was like, here's the thing. I was like, I've dated two girls that now are dating girls. And I can't help but to think that like, I'm, I'm the guy that broke the, or like, I'm the straw, straw that broke the lesbian's back. Right. Like I was like, I couldn't help but to think that like, while they're like blowing me, which is funny because neither one of them ever gave me a blowjob. No one has to know that. <laughs> Everyone knows it now, but I was like, I can't help but to think that they're like, you know what? Like tits are nice, but it'd be a lot nicer if I didn't have a dick in my mouth. Like, <laughs> and that like, if like, it was kind of like a throwaway line. Yeah. And I got like the biggest pop out of everything that like I did. I was like, fuck. And it's like, like I have shit that's funny, but like with comedy and and I I hope other comedians share this or if not, I just I'm not doing it enough to to understand what's really going on. But like with comedy especially is it's the most terrifying thing because you think of something and you're like, fuck, that's funny. That's so good. You write it down and you think about it and you think about it. And the more you think about it, the more you play it in your head, the more everything goes. It like doles down in your mind. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, mm-hmm. it's not funny. It's like a shit sucks. I, I can say I I completely understand where you are coming from um, because though I don't write comedy, I do write advertisements. Yeah. Um, and there, yeah, there are a lot of times that, um, so our, we will have a new uh, anti-DWI ad for Bernalillo County running probably Wednesday or Thursday of next week. Sweet. Um, really excited about it. Um, I wrote a nursery rhyme. Nice. Um, a little twisted nursery rhyme for the, for the ad. And yeah, it's, it, I mean, any, any creative process, the more, you know, sometimes the more you try and hone it, the more you hate it, you almost the more like you it, look at it, and you and you almost like harness it. Yeah, it's like ugh. You're, and then, 
which is why like I appreciate being able to work with a team where because a lot of my like when I threw that idea out, it was kind of a we all are had a fucking blank like nobody knows, nobody has any ideas. So throw out literally throw out your craziest ideas, which is how creative sessions are like should be. Mm-hmm. That there's no uh, no judgment on anybody's ideas. Um, but there's a lot of times that like if I didn't have that group, if I didn't have that creative session, if I didn't have that environment, that atmosphere to just put it out there no matter how fucking crazy it sounds in the moment how good bad whatever just to put it out there and just let it sit with people if i didn't have that and i just had to do that in my own head like the whole time i yeah i would eat my i have shot down so many of my own ideas yeah before i even let them like marinate a little bit um and then i'll come back to them when we go you know when we go dead and we're like i have no ideas then you know, I'll bring up, okay, well, this is kind of what I was thinking, but I stopped thinking about it. And then they're like, holy shit, that's great. Like, oh, I fucking love that. Yeah. And then they just start building on it and you're like, okay, all right. uh, This wasn't so crazy, you know? And yeah, I, I, as a, as a, as a fellow creative in that, in that sense, I, it, comedy is tough because it is all you most of the time. So like I worked at a, I worked at a church when I was in college and the college minister we we were very contrasting in the fact that like he was introverted um and he like he was really good really really good at trying to make other introverted people feel comfortable okay really and he was really good at it and finding other people that could relate and like using them to like help people feel welcome yeah. when they came which was like dope right not a lot of people do that and don't do it very well, myself included, because I'm so extroverted that I tend to feel like other people are just as extroverted. And I've learned over time, like, okay, not everyone is as comfortable as I am with people. Yeah. You know, it's... Damn it. What? I was too late because I didn't want to cut you off. But I was going to say, well, it's good to know that uh, Christian churches also make you feel welcome when you come. Yes. It's not just the Catholic Church. Yes. <laughs> so anywho. <laughs> Good old church camp. <laughs> so uh one thing though that like um I was to to your point of being in a group, whenever I was in the group, I was like, fuck yeah. Cause yeah. I never held back an idea. Mm-hmm. Never. When we were in a group, I'm like, what if? Yeah. And like there out of ten ideas that I would have nine of them would be shut down uh-huh. very quickly. And I'm like, all right, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm a big fan of, let me throw every idea, no matter how bad they are. throw all of them at the wall. Let's Everything. just fucking like, like I'll like, give no you the filter. kitchen sink. Yeah. Yeah. No fucking filter. Like I suggested we played beer pong on campus one time, obviously got shut down. <laughs> like just shit like that. Like I was just like, whatever. Right. And then like one out of every 10, all of a sudden I was like, that is so funny. And like, because of that, he, he, brought up a quote um i think it's by mark cuban or whoever but or not a quote but just an idea that essentially mark cuban in their meetings for his company whatever if it's anything to do with marketing if people in the room don't laugh they don't do it because ultimately like it's got to be dumb enough or like crazy enough to be worth trying yeah if if, if you go yeah that's logical we could do that it's like it's not gonna be memorable it's not gonna be memorable it's not gonna be worthwhile yeah so you I'm gotta like, get a reaction from yes, someone. Yes, I was about to say if, if you have something that's like, oh, that's fucking funny. I still remember this day. 
I've said it multiple times. I, I won't go too far into it. 0.5K. 0.5K. Best best thing that should happen. I know it's happened elsewhere, but I'm like, a 0.5K would be the best fundraiser ever. <laughs> it's like a little over a lap on the track. Okay. I was going to say that sounds like not a very far. quarter mile-ish. It's, I don't It's No, I guess quarter mile is a lap around the track. A little over, little over a lap around the track. So it is a little over a quarter mile. Yep. Okay. Yep. You were you were spot on. Okay. Um. Yeah. I just like because you hear that and you're like, that's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's like that's the type of ideas, right? You have something that's ridiculous enough to where it's like, all right, like it's a risk, but let's yeah, try it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Big fan of that. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Don't let your don't let your fears hold you back from being who you were meant to be. Fuck yeah. This whole podcast, I know it was like sixty nine, but it was all about being you. Be Just you. Be, be the best. Fuck yeah, you dude. Can be. That's oh, that be does wrap this up pretty you well. Can be. Be, be empathetic. Be empathetic. Be you unapologetically. Yes. Don't fucking hide. Be you genuinely. Give in to your fears. Don't do that. Don't give in to your fears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do not give in to your fears. <laughs> give in your fears. Fucking bury, just, suppress that as deep as you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just bury yourself in the couch from fear. No. Don't give in to your fears. Fear. No. Don't do fear. that. Fear. Don't um, give in to your fears. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good summary. That's a good bow on this. Damn. I was, I was, us. I was about to say, that was fucking fantastic. EJ. Cheers. This was a fun podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate I appreciate you being as excited about the 69th episode. Actually, not even being as you are the most I was excited. The, I'm the reason you're the most happened. excited <laughs> for the 69th episode. This would have just been another episode, but yeah, this is fucking awesome. Like, you know, it's a, it's a it's a mark. It is a mark, especially on such a uh, respectable worldwide podcast, mm. you know. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. The next big celebration has got to be 100, which is not that far off. It's when really when not. I started thinking about that, I'm like, wow. I was like, I the fact that we were 69 episodes, that's fucking incredible. It's crazy. That's a lot of fun. Also considering, was it, uh, let's see, when did your shit get stolen in Vegas? That was last summer? That, no, it was October. October? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And that was a three-month break, something like that? It honestly was like a month. It really wasn't all that long. No, just kidding. God. Either way, though, it was a month long where I didn't have podcasts. Yeah. But we're on episode 69. Here we are. Guys, cheers. Um, remember, go down to your partner. Sometimes at the same time. Yes. 69. 69. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Also go down on your partner. And the earth is flat. Cheers. Cheers. If you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.